Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Special performance here. Multiple players, but especially the big names. He just pounds down. Booker taking on Westbrook and a block by Westbrook. And he throws it off of Booker. Whatever's needed of me to win the game, I'll do it. Reeves from way downtown. I'm here. I'm here. 14 seconds. Brunson driving and Osmond floater. Good off blast for Brunson. We just locked in from the beginning. Since the purpose. Business life victory over the Atlanta Hawks. High energy game from start to finish. Every momentum swing matters. Get it. We got to get it done down there. Fox walks into the three. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. We have all hands on deck here to cover a resplendent first weekend of these NBA playoffs. Honestly, I don't know how we're going to get it all done in an hour, but we're sure going to try. Here is a little menu of what we have coming up. Adrian Wojnarowski is with us. He will give us the latest on Giannis Attentacumpo for Game 2. We also need to check in on the Golden State Warriors. Any adjustments that they need to make to even their series with the Sacramento Kings? And how about the Suns? Can they get more out of Kevin Durant, particularly down the stretch? Don't worry. Cheney is here with tape on that. Plus, we have a one-on-one, my one-on-one conversation with Steph Curry. But we need to get it started with the man, the myth, the legend, the wordsmith himself, Kendrick Perkins, because this was an exciting game of the weekend of games here, Perk, but exciting doesn't do it justice. What word would you use to describe this weekend? Well, I've been I've been putting the word of the day on pause for the postseason. Sure. But I'm going with pull creativeness, okay? And ah, you know what that means? Pull, pull what's wrong, Richard? Pull creativeness. Pull creativeness. Yeah, pull, I follow you. Yeah, gorgeous. There we go right there. And so it's it's physically beautiful, and that's what I saw: physicality at its finest. And it was a beautiful thing to watch this post this past weekend when I saw the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers crying because how physical the Knicks were. When I saw the Boston Celtics impose their wills and give the Hawks a spanking with their physicality. When I saw AD with seven block shots on the road to help the Lakers win. And when I saw Kawhi Jordan Leonard take over that game last night, that's what it was. Pull Creek Tootiness. Well, Perk, you you're got po- it. I do, I got Pull. it. Pull Creek Tootiness. Yeah. You're, Perk? Yeah, that's you, the word. You yeah. are polkertudinous to me. I appreciate you, my friend. We'll be back with you in just a little bit. I do want to keep it pushing here to our resident TikTok star himself, Richard Jefferson. Because, Richard, as you were watching these playoffs this weekend, what was your biggest takeaway, sir? It was the others. We focus so much on stars, but it's really a lot of times it's the other people that dictate the series. Ooh. Kevin Love with 18 points off the bench. That was huge. Hadn't necessarily played outstanding since he got in Miami, but this is why you bring in veterans for playoff moments. 
Trigger Trey Lyles, my guy, getting it done. I see you, Trey. He had a big second half. Like, I know it was about Malik Monk. I know it was about the Stars for Sacramento. They do not win this game without Trey Lyles. Again, 17 points off the bench. We've been talking about Josh Hart and how important he is to everything that the Knicks do. You want to know what else? The uh, Cavs didn't have anybody off with double digits off their bench. You get 17 off your bench there. And then again, mm. no Paul George, right? We know Kawhi is going to be elite. We understand what Russell Westbrook is going to bring to the game. 33 points, 4 assists, 4 11, 3. Eric Gordon, Norman Powell, that's what they do. And then we know, we saw the Lakers, young right. guys, right? 52 points, nine rebounds. Rui off the bench, the numbers that we saw from him. You are not going to win a championship unless your others get involved. And that means everyone, the entire group, is not going to be, just be your stars in the postseason. You got to count on your stars for two wins. You got to count on others for one. And you got to win a game that you're not necessarily supposed to. That's how you get it done over the course of a series. Well, coming from a champion, that means a little bit extra because you've seen this recipe actually work. But I want to focus in a little bit more on the man that is behind you oh. in our screen there because you mentioned Austin Reeves, oh, right? Yes. You mentioned Rui Hachimura, obviously teammates of LeBron James. Sunday was the 30th time that a LeBron-led team won game one, Shanae, of a best of seven, seven series. His teams have a 27-2 and record in that situation. But after the game, LeBron, he basically said, Shanae, you know what? I knew from the very first practice I saw Austin Reeves oh, yes. out there. Oh. He had foresight that he wasn't just going to be a two-way guy. He would be a mainstay for this team. What did you see? Ladies and gentlemen, this was huge because if you think about Austin Reeves, I saw Damian Lillard's tweet. He's like, my bad, bro. You are that guy. Right. What I loved about him was that he had one of the most efficient games we have seen. 2.17 points per chance. This guy was not only creating and making, you know, five for five when it counted most, but he also created great looks, the most efficient looks in a fourth quarter. 80 in the second half was able to unleash himself because he was able to find the open man with the whole team on him. Right. Austin Reeves draws two. And then look for this dime Whoa. behind the back. Those two guys, Hatchimer and Reeves, combined for 52 points. Yep. That's what wins you games, as Richard said. Also, you got to love what he did by himself. How rare is it that we see the king, LeBron James, off ball. Right. Just facing the floor. Normally, he's initiating this pick and roll. Instead, AR had it going. He draws three. AD was covered, hits the mid-range. One of the best performances statistically ever since second spectrum shot tracking was happening based on this guy in the fourth quarter. An efficient game, and he was like, we all saw it. I'm him. I know. I love I'm it when he's guy. running away, and he's like, I'm him. I'm him. I'm him. All right, Janelle, let's get to the other side of this matchup, though, because Memphis Grizzlies fans right now, as we say hello to our senior insider, Adrian Wojnarowski, our senior writer, Zach Lowe. Memphis fans, Woj, they're holding their breath right now because we saw Ja Morant leave the game early with a right hand injury. What more can you tell us about Jaw? Yeah, so listen, first of all, let's start with this. Memphis is going to do everything they can uh, to hold us close to the vest between now and Wednesday night. It's a competitive advantage in the playoffs to not let your opponent know who may or may not be playing. But, but I think certainly for John Morant, he talked about it yesterday, how yeah. much pain he was in leaving the game. It was a hand that already was wrapped uh, and then re-injures it. Listen, the, the Grizzlies know that if he doesn't play Wednesday, they have Tyus Jones. They have as good of a backup point guard in the league, uh, a player who certainly uh, can run their offense uh, well enough to be competitive in the postseason. They don't play again until Saturday in a game three in L.A. That would give them five days rest potentially with John Moran. But there's no question there is 
significant doubt, as they said yesterday, it hasn't changed today, yeah. significant doubt about John Morant being able to play uh, coming back on Wednesday. Uh, but certainly he'll get treatment, he'll get rest. Uh, but he, so when he measured the pain yesterday, he said 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, typically players underplay injuries this time of year. 10 out of 10. John Morant, John Morant didn't pretend to do any of that yesterday. One interesting note in our Tim McMahon story was that Ja in the locker room literally had to ask a staffer to unravel his socks. His right hand was hurting so badly he couldn't do that. So if Ja Morant is out for an extended period, which again, we don't know that for sure, what does that mean? What's the impact on this series, Zach? I think it it's devastating to Memphis. I mean, they're already down two critical players in Steven Adams and Brandon Clark. And Ja, yeah, Tyus Jones, what Woj said, is absolutely correct. Tyus Jones is the best backup point guard in the league, a capable starter. But what he is not is a race car. And that's what Ja Morant is. And that's Memphis's best path to, best path to offense against the Lakers is run, run, run after every rebound. Their half-court offense isn't good enough. They lose that ingredient without Ja if he is out, and without those other two big guys, they're already scraping kind of the end of the depth that they want to play. Mm -hmm. One more guy down is one more guy lower you got to go. I don't know if they have a path to winning this series at all without Ja. Mm. Rich? Well, we know that they don't really have a path. They're, again, like everyone has said, he is the uh, – Ty Jones is one of the best backup point guards – you know, in the league, if not the best, 100%. Without the bigs, and you don't have the, the Brandon Clarks, you don't have the Steven Allen, now you're losing your all-everything guard, like one of the best players in the league. And you're going against a Laker team that is trending in the right direction. Their, their, their youth has confidence. Their bench is starting to figure it out. I think D'Angelo Russell is going to play better over the course of this series. So I'm. we know, we saw it last year with the way they played without Ja. Yeah. They're not as great this year, but this is a team that's extremely confident without Ja, so you don't want to, you know, take that for granted. It's unfortunate because you hear the comments from John Morant. This just is in line, he says, with all of my luck lately. That's how he is feeling about the situation. Cheney, is it is it hyperbole to say it's must win on on Wednesday here for the Grizzlies? I think it is, and that's not just for the Grizzlies. I think it's the state of the NBA right now. I think it's the must-win situation yeah. for the Golden State Warriors. But when it pertains to uh, Memphis, like. The only option that can really help them is if the Lakers hand them turnovers. Mm. If they turn the ball over, they sort of know what to do. The game yep. becomes easier. The, sh the court is much shorter. Yeah. And then there are some bright spots. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr., the way he finished the season, and he's carrying that over to the playoffs. So there still is hope. They're comfortable without Jaw if that is the case. But their best chances are to have him out there and the Lakers to really hand them some gifts as well. And we saw the Lakers take care of the ball very well in the first half. It really wasn't until the third quarter that we saw them making those sorts of mistakes. The West, though, I mean, it has been awesome mm. thus far injuries aside it has been excellent but we get to offer you our playoff opinions all day all show long I, I mean I love these guys but I don't care what they have to say NBA today the beautiful thing about our show we want your opinion we want to know what you think you see the QR code there take out your phone go ahead do it Janae's doing it right now take out your phone and scan it and tell us what was the most impressive game one win of the weekend we will reveal the results later in the show get your phones out do it now I can't wait to see what you guys have to say. Still to come on NBA Today, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He left game one early, and the Heat, they seized the opportunity. We have the latest on his injury coming up, as well as Tyler Hero. Plus, I mean, what an atmosphere in Sacramento in the battle for North Cal. The Kings and the Warriors game one, it absolutely lived up to the hype. But what can we expect tonight in game two? Plus, so much to break down, right, from the Clippers, the Suns, how L.A. walked away with a surprise win. Adjustments we can expect from Monty. Williams in game two. All that ahead. Oh, baby, we are just getting started on NBA today.
Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. Rooted in communities big and small. The Bucks, they lost their playoff opener, but the bigger concern is the health of Giannis Antetokounmpo. He took a hard foul in the first quarter. He tried to remain in the game, but he would miss the entire second half. He played a total of 11 minutes in the loss to Miami. And remember, game two is Wednesday, also in Milwaukee. So our senior insider, Adrian Wojnarowski, is back with us now. Woj, within the Milwaukee Bucks, what exactly is the level of concern here about Giannis's injury? Well, certainly there's concern because he had to leave the game yesterday. But the good news, uh, you know, there's no structural damage, x-rays, MRI. He's sore. Mm. And, and that's, uh, that's going to be the issue here for the next couple of days. But I think within the Bucks around Giannis Antetokounmpo, they're hopeful that he'll be back uh, for game two on Wednesday. Getting that extra day between games is certainly helpful. And, and, you know, Malika, there's no player in the league probably with a higher threshold of pain uh, to play. I mean, there are regular season games he doesn't want to sit out with injuries, never mind the postseason, especially down 0-1 to Miami and needing to even things up before they go back to South Florida. Yeah, not only his pain tolerance, but his will, his yeah. want to play. Perhaps no one more yeah. than Giannis Attentacumpo. Woj, thank you so very much. Another major injury in the Heat Buck series here. Tyler Hero, he appeared to injure his hand while he was diving for a loose ball. This was in the first quarter. He didn't return for the second half, and he was actually diagnosed with a broken right hand. You can see him shaking that off a little bit there. This will sideline him for the rest of the playoffs and into the offseason. Now, the Heat, they have struggled a little bit here. You can see on your screen to find offense this season. So this is a major blow. Tyler Hero, he ranked third in scoring and assists and led the team in three-point shooting. He was the only Heat player with a 40-point game this season. But enough with the downers, enough with the sad news. Let's focus on the bright spots. And a major bright spot, Richard, was Jimmy Butler. Or should I say Hemi Butler? Are we oh, still doing that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're still doing it. We're, no, we're doing, done. <laughs> no, we're doing it as long as he keeps doing that, Zach. That's what's going on. Right now, look, this is the thing I like about Jimmy, right? He's going to talk that talk. He's going to talk it before. He's going to talk it after. He's going to talk it in wins. He's going to talk it in losses. That's who he is. You want to see somebody that's going to talk trash when it's 0-0 when they're up and down and Jimmy was impressive. The thing that I liked about this, it was their shooting from three. They're not particularly a great three-point shooting team, but the shoot 60% from three, that opened up the floor to allow Jimmy to do what Jimmy was doing. And it continued into the second half. And over Brooke Lopez, Chanae, that is not exactly easy. He is up there in the 
conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. And then against Drew Holiday, just becoming in waves. And that's why I say sometimes catching your rhythm, going through the plan, you feel ready for the playoffs. And now look at this. I mean, the give and go, this is just chemistry, Ooh. knowing that he has the advantage and the quick first step. And nice braid pattern, by the way. I'm stealing that, Jimmy. I think that oh, sorry, was, Hemi. <laughs> that was fresh for the playoffs. Splits the defenders all the way to the cup. The, Miami gets the win, 130-117. So Butler, he was dominant in the paint against the Bucks. Had 28 points, tying a Heat playoff record. He ties Dwayne Wade for the distinction of who had the 28 in the paint against another Central Division opponent, the Pistons, in the East Finals. So then, what, what do we say on this show, Richard? If you stay petty, you ain't got to get petty. So then he posted hunting this. It, on it's hunting oh season. A little bit of deer in the headlights. Is that what we're going to go Ooh. with here? So Jimmy was him, Hemi Butler, Hemi Buckets, however you want to put it. Milwaukee on the other side, though, they've just been rolling through the regular season. They have been for the last couple of years. This is their time of year. They're almost in that conversation with the Warriors where it's like, okay, it all kind of starts in the playoffs. Do you have any concerns here, Zach, about them after that performance? I do not. If Giannis is healthy, I do not. The Bucks having a bad game one is like a Mike Budenholzer tradition. At this point, they always have a bad game one in the playoffs. Look, I am. And then they're fine. Can I just say something about the Heat? Yes, please. I, I just I give up figuring this team out. <laughs> in the third quarter against Chicago the other day, I was like, are they ever going to score a basket again? They couldn't do anything. And they just put up 130 against the Bucks in right. game one. Can they do anything without Tyler Hero? That was one of their best offenses in game one was running him off screens, knowing Brooke Lopez was dropping back. I don't know. Maybe they'll score 175. I have no idea. Things that I like since I'll switch over to the Bucks. Uh, one, Chris Middleton having a big game because mm-hmm. he'll need that confidence, especially if Giannis is out for a game or two. However, that shakes out. I like that four out of their five starting five had double figures. And most importantly, off the bench, Bobby Porter's 21. So you insert Giannis onto the Kumpo you feel like they have a chance. But even without him, I mean, they do have confidence. And again, this Heat team, unpredictable, very unpredictable. But nonetheless, that rhythm of the play-in helped them in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I agree. This is the thing. The Bucks go 11 for 45 from three. Now, Giannis is out for uh, – is only played 11 minutes. The quality of their shots will improve if Giannis is able to be on the floor. So, right. again, we're not able to see that. We're not sure his health. But him being on the floor, the driving, the collapsing defense, it will improve the quality of their shots. They just got to make them. At the end of the day, that's not going to get it done. But the Bucks, they they are, excuse me, the Miami Heat, they go 15 for 25 for 3, 60%, 60% the field. They play outstanding. Right. So I'm not worried about them. No Tyler Hero. That's huge. Right. Mm. That's who are you looking huge. at to, to make up for that? Is it Duncan Robinson? Potentially offensively, but defensively, he, he has been a liability this season. Yeah, I mean, they started him, I think, in the second half the other day. It's going to be a little bit of him, Max Struess, and, and they, they're they going to need the Kyle Lowry who almost bailed him right. out against, uh, against Atlanta in it, the playing game. It's what Richard started the show with. It's the others. It's, it's the, the others. Kevin Love yep. performances. It's the others stepping up. I, I think it's a consensus here. None of us are really worried about the Milwaukee Bucks, and for me, it's because of what you said. Mike Budenholzer, this is like a tradition. He does this every single time. The Bucks, they are 5-7 and seven oh, there it is. in the 12-game ones the team has had. They've lost the last three, and it's particularly troubling when it's a that eight of the 12 games here have been at home because, again, Milwaukee cruises through the regular season, but they just need a little wake-up call here, so not too concerned. Still to come, though, it is no easy task to chase around the finals MVP. De'Aaron Fox, he walked through the experience in some must-hear sound. That's coming up next on NBA Today.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Warriors back up by two. Bunk. One more. Fox walks into the three. There's your answer. I do not miss. Hey, started from Cali and now I got Europe. They singing my. So for the very first time on ABC, let's light the beam. You're watching NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Can we all agree that was the game of the weekend? Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, by a slim, slim margin, yeah. mm-hmm. but that felt like, to me, the game of the weekend. Yes. Because I, I was up in Sacramento, and I went to go get a cup of coffee across the street at, like, 10 o'clock in the morning, and there was already Kings fans outside. There were people driving cars with Kings, like, written down the side of it. And to have that kind of atmosphere, it's like, okay, the atmosphere, is the hype going to live up? It absolutely did. We had 24 lead changes in this one. Perk, you picked the Kings heading into this series. What did you learn from them in game one? Well, I learned a lot, a lot from Mike Brown. Like every time he was on Mike or you interviewed him, he talked about pace and letting it fly. Mm. And so I'm watching the Kings play, and I'm like, how much faster do you want them to play? <laughs> yeah. And he wanted more. This is a team that ranked 12th in pace this season, first in offensive efficiency. So when I look at what they were doing, they were pushing the tempo to get those wide-open looks. They were making the, those uh, the, the Golden State Warriors run up, run up and down the floor and use those puppies. And what we have to realize is this, is that the Golden State Warriors, probably over the last, what, seven or eight years, 
have been in multiple NBA finals, mm-hmm. won multiple NBA championships, meaning that they have a lot of miles on their legs. And while Mike Brown was on that bench, he know that it takes a lot to get to that point. And so when he's telling this young ball club and De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk and Keegan Murray and Harrison Barnes and those guys to run, 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 push the pace, it's for that reason right there in particular, so that they could get good looks, great looks at the basket and play to their advantage. Mm. No, I, I agree with Perk. I, I think when you look at Mike Brown ran the defense for the Golden State Warriors, so right. he knows how they are most vulnerable. He knows how they are often attacked. He knows where he had to stop and put, and put plugs into some holes. And so my, my biggest thing is this. You give up 71 points in the second half if you're the Golden State Warriors. Now, we know about the shooting. Everyone loves the three-point shots. Everyone loves Steph and Clay, the Splash Brothers. But what made them special and different is their defense. Mm. And that's what was missing on the road the most was their defense. Now, do I believe that this Kings team has a chance to beat them? 1,000%. But if we're talking about Warriors, if they don't improve their defense, they're not going to make a run. If they don't improve their defense, they're not going to get past this series. Do I believe that their defense will improve? But 71 points in the second half right. to this team on the road, that's just not going to get it done in the postseason. Particularly when you know that this is one of the most offensively electric yeah. teams in the NBA, the Sacramento Kings have been. But, Perk, you mentioned what, what Mike Brown was doing to challenge his team, right? Saying if you, He literally said... If you, I was listening into one of their huddles, and he said, if you need to come out, if you can't keep up with the pace, you need to let me know. You need to tell me, because I know y'all are working hard, but we need to go even faster. So imagine what I kind of learned watching this game, right, is to have to keep that up and also have the, just this relentless level of focus on the defensive end on Steph Curry. That is not easy. And De'Aaron Fox, he talked about that after game one. Just trying to be as disruptive as possible while guarding if not the best player in the world, uh, the best player to ever, you know, jump shot wise, shoot a basketball, not just off the catch, but off the dribble. The guy's probably one of the craftiest players to ever touch the ball. Um, just to be able to just try to be disruptive for me, I think is uh, is the biggest step. And I think that's kind of something that I'm, I don't, I don't care to prove to anybody else, but I want to prove to myself that, that I can go out there and just try to hound, you know, some of the best guards in the league. Our fabulous statistician Matt Williams just texted me this. Fox tied Harrison Barnes for the most distance covered in the game. And that's 100% because he's running around trying to keep up with (laughs) Steph Curry the entire time. But you hit on adjustments, Richard. And that's kind of what Steve Kerr has become known for, right? The adjustments from game one to game two. What are you expecting in this game two? First of all, I'm tired just watching De'Aaron Fox (laughs) run around like that. That seems awful. Good job, De'Aaron Fox. Um, I think the Warriors are going to try to make De'Aaron Fox's life a little bit more uncomfortable when the Kings have the ball tonight. He was way too comfortable in game one, just walking in to his mid-rangers and his floaters. They gave him a lot of space on the pick and roll. I think we'll see Wiggins on him more, and I'm curious when the Warriors decide to pull the trigger on starting Wiggins when they decide he's ready to do that. Mm. And their ace in the hole has been putting Draymond Green on De'Aaron Fox, switching pick and rolls, trusting Draymond to guard him on the ball. We didn't see much of that in game one. We saw a lot in the regular season. I'm wondering if and when Steve Kerr will do that because De'Aaron Fox 
lit them up mm. in game one. That's why I love Zach Lowe being here because he can talk nerdy to me, baby. And I want to feed more off of that because there are so many good points. This was the fastest game, the Warriors and the Kings, mm -hmm. of the playoffs so far. And the big question here is how do you slow down De'Aaron Fox? Because he had nine points in the first half. He had 29 in the second. And we know he, so far this year, has been the most clutch player in basketball. So the question is, as Zach alluded to, how do you slow him down? Well, they threw everybody at him. DiVincenzo, Wiggins, Kaminga, and GP2. They all had looks at him defensively, and he still went crazy. So I guess to follow that up is, do you mix some double teams? Do you force the ball out of his hands? Because the Warriors posted a good job in slowing down Domas Sabonis. Now the question is, can you keep doing that while also slowing De'Aaron Fox down? But then if you do that, you're betting on the others to beat you. And guess what? Malik Monk, he showed up. Trey and Lyles, so yeah. Trey Lyles, yeah. he showed up. So this is a conundrum. But like you said, Steve Kerr, he's built for these moments. The, the one thing I will say is the advantage is still for the Golden State Warriors, in my opinion. Their job is just to get one, right? Their job is to get one. Okay. And, I, and, and, and I'm not saying, look, I'm, when I say the advantage, calm down, Kings fans. What I'm saying is this. The team that loses the, loses the game, the other team has the advantage <laughs> because you're going to make the adjustments. We have not seen this right. young Sacramento Kings team make adjustments because they're new in the postseason. We have seen the Golden State Warriors make adjustments for six, seven years now. So we still see this. So this game two is very big from the standpoint of how will the Sacramento Kings make adjustments? How will they address the things that the Warriors are going to do? Because we've seen them do it for almost a decade now. This is a new, new space for a very young Sacramento Kings. So now we get to watch it. I, what are you talking about? Calm down. I was actually agreeing with no, you. No, I, I just don't I like your face. No your face looks gesture. like it needs to calm down. So, 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 so what? So what? And, and guess what? I don't want you to like my face. To be it's honest with you, you. Oh, you do, then I got a listen, That's the first that, that's thing. That's done, second, bro. Second, second, second of all, second of all, I agree with you. But I expect Steve Kerr to actually make the Kings adjust to him. Right, they're the defending champs. So when I say that is, how about go to your small ball lineup and move Draymond Green at hmm. the five? You might have to get out of there, drop coverage a little bit with Looney because you see the Air Fox has a nice pull-up game from the elbows and things of that nature. So you might want to switch everything. We have seen it time and time again where Steve Kerr has actually challenged. Not Draymond, not Gary Payton II, not Andrew Wiggins, but he has challenged Steph and he has challenged Clay to go out there and defend. So this is the time. Like, this is the time, and he knows that, and I feel like they will make adjustments. Well, it all goes down tonight in game two. And here's the thing we have never seen. There's not been a lot of firsts at this point in Steph Curry's career, right? When he's coming to the postseason, he has never trailed. 2-0, you can see on your screen there in all of his career playoff series. So let's see if it's a first tonight. Uh, before game two between the Warriors and the Kings, we also have the Sixers. They're trying to take a 2-0 lead over the Nets. Philly never trailed in game one, won comfortably 121-101. They got 20-plus point nights from both Joel Embiid, James Harden, also Tobias Harris. Double-digit favorites to win again tonight's game over Brooklyn. So with more on Philadelphia, we are joined now by our senior writer, Ramona Shelburne. Hey, Ramona. So I'm curious here, without Embiid, the Sixers, they, they tried to change their second unit a little bit here, and that's something that we've talked about. How are they going to look when Embiid is not on the floor? What more can you tell us? They were great. I mean, James Harden has got something going with Paul Reed, and they've found a, they've found a way of playing together that once you're comfortable with James Harden and he knows how to facilitate with you, that they have really got that going. And I think that's what's happened for Philadelphia in the past. When Joel Embiid is not on the court, 
they just die. Those lineups just do, they don't function at all. And in this in this game, they Joel Embiid was great passing out of the double teams. They're 11 for 19 when they double him, and the 24 times they doubled him. And when he was off the floor, the Sixers held their own. And I think that's that's critical in this series because you saw what happened last year. They go up three nothing to Toronto. Toronto gets a game. Joel Embiid gets hurt in game three. Gets a concussion in game six. Right. This is the first two games of the second round. Got to end this now. You know what you're going to get from Joel Embiid. He's been reliable. He's been dependable. Yep. It's about what you can get when he is not on the floor. And so far, at least in yep. this series, we've seen some hints, some inklings. They may be figuring something out here. Ramona, thank you so much. Still to come on NBA Today. I mean, how about this? Did Jalen Brunson prove he's actually the best player in the Knicks-Cavs series? Oh, that's an interesting question. We're going to dive into the New York Knicks. What would Stephen A. say? Orange and blue skies, baby. Orange and blue <laughs> skies. But were the orange and blue skies the best game one win of the weekend? You tell us. Cast your vote. Pull out your phones. Our question to you fans, what was the most impressive game one victory of the weekend? Which, what you got? Which team has your vote? We're going to tell you who wins at the end of the show. So rep your team, rep your city. We want to know. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. What if I relocate? State Farm's there to help. What if a fan gets relocated? Thanks for having me. Thank you. And actually, before we go, some news just in. You've been traded from the Bulls to the Knicks. How does that feel? Who been traded? I'm, I can't, I'm a fan. Don't call my agent. This, this is, this is blasphemy. Who, what did they trade me for? Like a couple first rounders? Somebody named Larry. Can you find a famous fan? Who is Larry? At State Farm, we're there for your what ifs. I miss Lil Rel. Uh, what a game in the Valley last night. We were treated to the full Russell Westbrook experience. We're going to pick this one up in the fourth quarter because it was an excellent game. Came down to the wire here, but watch this. Eric Gordon pulls up for three. No good, but Russ comes soaring in, secures the rebound, clears out, sets up Kawhi Leonard. That's cash gives the Clippers, extends their lead there. Another look just comes flying to secure that board. And then Kawhi Leonard doing what he does, playing every minute but two in the second half. Devin Booker the other way, 
20 seconds left. Huge defensive play here. Not only does he get the block, he bounces it off of Devin Booker. The awareness to be able, the body awareness, the Clippers get the win, 115-110. And Woj, when the Clippers signed Westbrook, you were on this show, and you talked about how they had a very specific vision for Russ. I mean, was, was this it? Well, it wasn't <laughs> the three for 19 part sure, to start part. the game. Uh, but late in the game, all the plays Russell Westbrook made down the stretch. And listen, they brought him in offensively to be a, a playmaker, to be a distributor. Uh, and certainly that was a vision with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And, and cer- certainly last night, uh, this was uh, for, for the Suns, uh, or against the Suns, especially when they're going to play in a close game. They've got to steal those close games. You could make the case Phoenix has four of the five best players uh, on the court uh, at any time uh, with the starters. But what Westbrook did down the stretch and the way he impacted winning, that is why you bring him there. And I think Ty Lue said it during the game. He talked to Russell Westbrook when his shots weren't falling. Right. There's far more you're going to do for us than make shots and he did it in the last two minutes. Rich, Russ wasn't on your list necessarily of others because at this point we, we still consider him a star. Real quick, what did you see from him? Well, it's the, the Russ haters and the Russ lovers, they are still super confused about this. Again, the three <laughs> for 19, so the haters are just like, oh, he's shooting like that again. But I, I will say this, Russ, all the things that we saw from Russ, we expect from Russ, even some of the shooting. If I had to critique a little bit, it's the three for 19. If you get rid of maybe four or five of those shots sure. he has too much talent around him those can be assists which we know he's one of the greatest of all time that's my one critique but Russ did everything perfectly to right. finish that game his fingerprints were just all mm-hmm. over that game and then Kawhi Leonard he had 38 points to name my friend what did you see from Kawhi I think Kawhi Leonard really heard us talking about how the Phoenix Suns, they have all the mid-range assassins, and he took that personally because look at his shot chart right here. He had no makes in the restricted area, which meant he was going for the mid-range. So many here, a couple daggers from three. I loved all of that. 17 out of his 38 points came in ISO, the third most this year, and I'll show you exactly how he had it, how he got it done. Run me my tape, producer Kathy, birthday girl, baby. All right, in this pick and roll, this is what I love to see, the physicality. Load management, he invented it, but he makes the most of it. Look at that. He initiates, I call it a blind shot mid-range because you lose sight of the basket and he knocks it down. But this right here is advanced reading of the defense. He's getting to his bag off the dribble rhythm. Normally you're stuck right here. Instead, he has the awareness to step through and he's able to have that beautiful touch in the mid-range, not restricted area, over DeAndre Ayton to finesse that right in. This man, he may not smile, he might go, uh, whatever, but he is a killer. He is an assassin and I think he took personally last time Malika. Janae, thank you. And the Suns, they're still trying to figure out, right, their clutch groove a little bit here. And that showed up with how many touches down the stretch Kevin Durant had. What did you see here, Zach? Yeah, they didn't give the ball to Kevin Durant enough, but I think it's worth looking at what happened when they did. Here's a pick and roll. Kawhi gets over the screen. That's annoying to have him behind you. Zubats is up, and look at Terrence Mann off of Chris Paul, daring Chris Paul to beat him, and then Aiton bails out the possession with the mid-range jumper. They're making it hard on KD. Here again, Kawhi, it looks like he has a window right there, but that's not really a window when Kawhi's behind you. Zoo's up that high, and again, Here's Terrence Mann saying, beat us, Chris Paul, and instead it goes to Aiden. To me, those are the two touches, by the way. That's it. Right. We just saw the two touches. That's the whole thing. They need to get KD the ball more, obviously. But I think the bigger story for me of the game was that Chris Paul was two for eight. It did not look comfortable on offense for any of the game, and they cannot. I mean, they had six guys 
play more than 10 minutes. That's mm-hmm. it. Only one guy off the bench even saw double-figure minutes. That means you can't afford a two-of-eight game from Chris Paul. Well, and that's been the question for the Suns, right? The season is their depth. Yeah, and, you know, you, you talk about their execution late in the game, and you talk to Western Conference coaches, even before the Kevin Durant trade, what always worried them about the Suns, even if he felt they were uh, maybe a little under-talented before KD, was that they would execute late in games, and that's what scared teams in the postseason. And now you have you know, the greatest offensive weapon in the league in Kevin Durant. I think it's still going to be a calling card for the Suns team. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. The Clippers certainly made it that way by stealing game one. All right, we still have a lot to get to on the show, and we only have 15 minutes to do it. So coming up, Jalen Brunson versus Donovan Mitchell. It looks like it might be one of the best first-round matchups. But who's the better player in the series? Don't, chop it or drop it? Don't do that. Don't so do you're dropping it? Do you're dropping it. Preemptively dropped. Plus, well, how about this? Did you get your phone out yet, Rich? Get it uh, out. I got it out twice. I got phones, all that stuff, multiple uh, phones. All right. Well, if you have it at home <laughs> with your mom. I got two one phones. For the, mm, and one for the mm. uh, Make sure you get your phone out. Tell us what was the best game one win of the weekend. We'll be right back. Oh, goodness, Richard. Rich can't even pull the menu up at the Russian. No, I can't. <laughs> Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for Putting in Work presented by Upwork and Jamal Murray. My goodness, he put in the work on the Wolves. An utterly dominant game one. 24 points, eight boards, yeah. eight times. 109-80, your final score there. The Nuggets, they take game one. And with that, let's get into a little bit of a chop it or drop it. You all know how this works. I bring up a topic. If you want to talk about it, we chop it. If you want to drop it, you say drop it. We move on. Simply put, ready? Got yes, it. Oh, yeah. got it, got Let's it. Let's get it. All right, we started this segment with some Jamal Murray love, so we're going to start that with chop it or drop it. And, Richard, usually I would pose this question, do you chop it or drop it? We're sleeping on the Nuggets. But the answer is absolutely yes. We are sleeping on the Nuggets, and we should drop it. No, we should chop it. No, we're we dropping drop it. it. Okay, we're dropping it. Okay, I mean, it we're dropping it. game of an eight-game weekend. They were winning by a lot, and succession was on. Exactly, and succession. Don't yeah. say anything. All right, no spoilers. No spoilers. not started this it was season. so... You guys know he died. Yeah, you guys know right. he died, right? Jack, chop it. it you guys know he it died. It was all a dream. You guys know he died, right? Bro, okay, that was chop it or drop it, chop it or drop it. The Celtics, <laughs> they are the best team in the East after their drubbing of the Hawks. Can we just can we just pump the brakes on the game one overreaction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's overreaction Monday. Thank the Bucks lost one game with Arianna. Right, so we're dropping. No, we're dropping. Drop. Okay, I don't okay, care. So how drop, about this? Drop, drop, drop. Spicy one. You say drop it like a hot dog? No. 
In the crimps, in the crib, mom. Huh? <laughs> How about this one, Ramona? Uh, Jalen Brunson, he showed Woo! up and showed out in New yeah. York's game one. So drop it, or, drop it or drop it, he is clearly the best player in that series. We know Richard Ooh. says don't touch it. Oh, I don't know. Donovan Mitchell would have something to say about right. that. And as good as Jalen Brunson was, I'm not ready to hand him that mantle just yet. He was great in this. But I think they won because of their defense and their rebounding. They just... Like on the boards, they were killer. So we chopped it. Yeah, that was you, a chop. You, you, that you was can, a chop. Yeah, that was a chop. Can you say? Can you do it? You can talk I mean, about it. Sure, I could talk about it. It's fine. They won because yeah. of their defense. She's right. The other guys on Cleveland have to make shots. The Cavs were plus 15 with their four best players on the floor, minus 19 in every other lineup configuration. They need someone else to do something. And that's how you stop it. There we go. That's that's how how stop it. That was diced like and it. chopped yeah. and sauteed. Well, no one, no one had. Uh, fancy knives. They didn't have any. Yeah. They didn't have any real scoring off their bench. And then you see Kevin Love go not as good for, as Zach, go for not 18. As good. Yeah, well, Zach better. With that, let's head to break because we still have my sit-down conversation coming up with the reigning Finals MVP, who finds himself in what is sure to be a barn burner of a series against Sacramento. Basketball will determine, you know, how long we can keep this thing together, and that's the opportunity that we have in front of us. NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank, rooted in communities big and small. The results are in, and thank you so much for voting. This is what you all said had the most impressive win for game one of the weekend. The Heat get on the board, the Knicks, the Clippers, the Lakers, but number one is the Sacramento Kings versus the Golden State Warriors. In Sacramento, they really showed out this weekend for their city. I was super impressed. When the Warriors bus, they pulled into the hotel on Friday afternoon. The Kings, they actually, their fans had a huge rally that was going on outside to greet the Warriors bus and give them just a little taste of what they'd be met with on Saturday night and it was right after that that Steph stepped off of the bus and we sat down to talk about the road that is ahead of the Warriors in their quest for a fifth title in nine years and how this very well may be their most challenging path yet. Highway series has there ever been a playoff series that you've bust no. to? I just feel like the NCAA tournament kind of uh... When you look at the path that you have taken and that you're going to have to take through these playoffs. Where does it rank in terms of postseason challenges? It's supposed to be the hardest because it's uh, it's the one that's right in front of us and we haven't done anything yet. Like Sacramento's a great team that has proven they can beat anybody all year long. And there's a challenge you know, just to try to, to get out of the first round. When it counts, I believe the Warriors will be relevant. They'll be knocking on the door. To me, this is not their last title chance. We have to value the ball more, take great shots, and communicate on defense. I don't see a team who can beat us in a seven-game series. How do you know when something is going to keep going or when something's ending? Does it feel like this is the last dance? It only feels that way because we get asked about it. Everybody's going to ask that question, like, how long can they do this? How long is it going to last? People are going to try to predict the ending. It doesn't feel like any different of a moment leading into a playoff journey than it has before. The piece that is a leader that I try to come through is, like, what's happening right now. Basketball will determine, you know, how long we can keep this thing together. When I close my eyes and think of this era of Golden State, it's like you and Clay and Draymond all on the big billboards together. Can you imagine doing any of this without them? Not at all. 
There's a reason that we're all still, you know, wearing that warrior uniform and in this position that we are. And the fact that, again, it's the culture that we've tried to, you know, sustain over these the last decade, which is crazy to say. I know we have a lot of memories amongst us three, but how many can we keep creating, you know, each and every year? Curry for three. Bang! 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 Oh, what a shot from Curry! You're a four-time champion. You're a two-time league MVP. You're a finals MVP. At this point, what's left for you? What, what do you still feel like you have to prove or is a goal? I don't have anything left to prove, but a lot to accomplish. Like, I still feel like that's the only motivation is, you know, how much can you get out of the game? Championships are the only thing that you really kind of lock in on. And then everything else is just living up to those moments. Feeling like I still am in my prime and going out there and just competing. That's what's made us who we are. If I told you, years ago when you were struggling to stay on the floor, coming off the bench for Monte Ellis, that you would be leading a team to the opportunity to win a fifth championship in nine years, what would you have said? I'd say God has a crazy sense of humor, because at that time I wouldn't have uh, believed it, but now to know, again, like you said, we have the opportunity to, to go for that. We're going to leave it all on the line, because uh, I know it's going to end at some point, but not anytime soon. It's always a pleasure to spend some time with Steph Curry, and I thought that was interesting. He said he knows this ride is going to end at some point. This group with the Golden State Warriors, he hears the chance of, is this the last dance for this team? And he says he knows it's going to end, but he doesn't feel like it's going to end anytime soon. The Kings, they want to be the team that puts an end to this Golden State Warriors team this year. So the, the line for Steph Curry is 29 and a half. But Richard, yes. who you got winning this game? Well, this is my thing, right? I know some of you guys... Uh, you know, you guys are fans of Succession. I just want to tell you that he died. Oh, That's my it. God. I just want to tell all of Richard, you guys. where's the death and, and I just want to be really, really honest. Uh, uh, I'm sorry if I've ruined it for anybody, but I've never watched the show, we all and know. I'm making this up completely. We all know. Who's winning the You're game? You're a sociopath. <laughs> Thank sociopath you. Sociopathic behavior. Toxic. Who's winning the game, The Janae? Sacramento Kings are going to win. No, I'm just joking. I think the Warriors are going to win game two. I think this is going to go seven. Yes. Are we Weird supposed energy. to pick the point total? <laughs> uh, I'm going step over Warriors win 1 1. Let's have a proper barn burner of a series. You're a sociopath. I think it is. It is. The Warriors are going to win this one, Shanae. I'm good. Uh, The Warriors are going to win this one. I can't. I can't. Over. Shanae, who you got? Who do I have? Come to me. (laughs) So I've got the Warriors. That's because I think I think Steph's gonna go off. He doesn't want to go out this way. Man, Pat with the camera so close. (laughs) This is not supposed to be the same. So we are picking the Warriors across the board tonight. Bulletin board material. Bulletin board board material material. for these Sacramento Kings. They're the the defending champs. You kind of like half took the Kings. Yeah. Right at the beginning of all of this. Our director, Kathy, wanted to say before she goes up there, she has to make sure we get she has to make sure we get off air at the the show. show. But she is the one who makes sure that we get on every day, that all of the segments go smoothly. Thank you so much for everything, Kathy. Happy birthday to you. Enjoy tonight's game. There she is, the voice of God, and we will see you tomorrow. We hate Richard. Yep.